Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast with Simon Cocking, Senior Editor. I'll be doing a series of interviews with people at the cutting edge of green tech, clean tech, and anything else that we think is interesting and worth listening to for you guys, our listeners. Hi. So today uh, I'm here with um, someone interesting who's both working for us and has an interesting perspective. So first of all, who am I talking to today? Hi, my name is... Patrick O'Brien. I am a content writer for Irish Tech News and a recent MA in journalism graduate. Awesome. So exactly, you've just completed a course in journalism. So, um, you know, in in a bigger picture, people are talking about decline of media. I guess what inspired you to do a course in journalism and would you feel it's still an appealing uh, career prospect? Um, Well, after I finished my undergraduate which was in English and film I took a a gap year to assess my options and see what really I could do with that so initially I wanted to go into um a teaching course and just go down the route of becoming a secondary school English teacher mm-hmm. and I decided just for my own personal reasons I didn't really want to do that so I kind of looked at my skill set and I said but I've always quite been interested in like writing and like like creative work. So I thought of, I'd do something in journalism. So I decided to do a master's in journalism. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're seeing an explosion of forms of content, video, audio, podcast, word. So uh, was there a particular aspect of journalism that you were most interested in? Um. As you said, it's there's so much media in and about all the time, and I had lots of like different interests, in, like sports, and then even like healthcare and like fitness. That slowly built into an interest in tech because even when I found from Irish tech, there's so much like there's a lot of base to grow from in terms of talking about tech. Like it goes from like all aspects of life, realistically, mm-hmm. you can put it into. So that's what I kind of got involved in. And then even through different things you'd see, I was quite inspired by things you see on Netflix, like the Louis Thoreau's of this world and what they set out to do. And like they show kind of aspects of life you may have not really thought of. So that's what I was quite interested in going into journalism. Okay, cool. And so, uh, where did you do your masters, and w- which areas did you feel? Obviously, because there's always the challenge of transitioning between the academic and the working world. So, I guess where did you do it, and and in which areas did you feel that they prepared you well for, and which areas were more unusual or a shock when you actually came and interned with us? Um, so I did my masters in Dublin City University in the Glasnevin campus. Uh huh. Um, the course was quite expansive. They covered a lot of different things. I guess some things felt quite in a, in some things quite fight like quite, uh, felt quite like college, as in you'd be given an assignment and you have to have it like done on a certain day. And some were, as in the sense, it'd be like a written like academic assessment, whereas like others were solely in the bound. Like some of the assessment was solely in the bounds of journalism. So you'd have to do like a creative piece based on uh, different interviewees, like perspectives and like craft together different stories. And that was very interesting because I think it really built um, for everyone in the course and they really felt 
it built up their communication skills as you have to be reaching out to people and giving like really trying to get them get them interested in being involved without kind of forcing them to do so so some of our modules were video um one of our modules was video journalism and a a colleague of mine one of the guys in the in the course we had to together because another girl had left we had to sort out a different topic for each video so during christmas we did it on a zero waste festival like zero waste christmas festival and it was being held in george in town so we went in and we went around the festival we were talking to different um coordinators at the festival we had to edit down the video and it was pretty successful so it, like those were like skills we hadn't really been able to put to the test before in terms of like video production and communicating with people in like an in the moment situation where you want them to contribute and contribute well so we found that was definitely very useful in terms of what kind of what i found a bit different actually going into a workplace like guys tech news i suppose what was kind of meant to, to train us for that sort of situation was that um, wasn't really up to scratch we were doing um during the week we'd do a news day situation which was essentially a simulation of like a working news day in a news in a newsroom and mm -hmm. like anything it was just a bit more relaxed and a bit more it just wasn't as kind of um it just wasn't i suppose the most authentic simulation you could have whereas you, you, there was there were some things that where just you just type it up in like a word document and then you just like email it to the person like next to you or it wasn't kind of when i came into irish tech it was all different kind of platforms like wordpress and, mm -hmm. and like how to like properly use wordpress to craft together an article so that's what i found was the most different thing yeah oh yeah i, I mean i think it's that thing isn't it i mean um we often have a discussion about how much time do you spend creating the piece and how much do you spend effectively uh, putting it out there and communicating. And, and, and we often find the, the percentage is greater to the second rather than the first, i.e. you have to have a great content. Maybe that's 20 to 30 percent of your time, but you also have to make sure uh, that, that it finds a way to be read, seen and heard because uh there's a lot of noise out there but there's also a lot of good content out there so like you say uh the words alone are, are often not enough to, to differentiate from just being a blog piece on a you know uh, a personal blog that maybe is not seen by a very large audience whereas ideally with media you want to reach as many as people people as possible so yeah i think i'd agree with you um so look i mean here we are in october so you've had maybe six to eight months of a lockdown semi-lockdown corona related environment so uh, did that make a difference to one your studies and then your placement and and how do you feel it's been you know your experience over i guess 2020 really um well i suppose there's been both positives and negatives obviously going into college itself you're always interacting with people and it's a nice yeah. way to to be able to like speak to people about the assignments that you were doing but in a sense you don't like like it's not nice to say that you benefit from coronavirus but if i take into account my own personal situation i live in Kalini, which is on the south side and obviously 
where DCU campus is and Glasnevin's on this like the north. Mm-hmm. So it took me around. I'd have to get a bus in because even traffic is horrible going in in the car. So I got the bus in each morning. I had to be up very early to get a two hour, like in and around an hour and a half bus in. And then that's not, wasn't even the worst part because it was when you're getting out of Glasnevin then with all the traffic and all like the slowdown and pushback of that, that would take nearly to go from, to get a 155, which is the bus I would take out of town. It would take in and about two hours. Wow. That really kind of affects your studies. And I saw that in comparison because I did well in my first semester, but I really saw an increase in my studies in terms of my second semester because I had none of that issue in terms of commuting. So I was just doing all of it via, as everyone else did, just via their laptops. And also a few of the assignments were even dumbed down a wee bit just because they have to be because you couldn't really like you couldn't go into places and interview people, if you get me. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, because of social distance. So that also kind of benefited us students a bit because we were able to create like good pieces of work, but they didn't. Some of the more technical aspects or more bits that would have been judged were dumbed down. So I found that if you're a student in the position myself, and I feel a lot of students did benefit from it, like you'd hear... Um, in different universities, they had different things they did to um, to help with the with the pandemic. Like some of their like GPA scores got like basically locked, so they couldn't go below their current GPA score. Okay. So in the in so I that didn't happen in our university, but basically what we got is that our assignments were made a little bit simpler to do, and also we didn't have this. For the likes of myself, I didn't have to do a pilgrimage into university yeah. each morning and each evening out of it, which I found easy enough. And then in terms of actually working, I, I actually enjoyed working from home. A lot of people would find that they don't like working from home as they like the social aspect. But then I feel that a lot of the benefits of working from home outweigh the negatives, if you get me. Yeah. Look, I mean, I mean, on one hand, I guess all of our interns, we've had about 15 to 20 now, have all been uh, remote, but we would have usually met them up, met up with them at, at an event at some point. So in some ways, it's both been normal for us, but still a bit different because we would normally have had the expectation that we would have met you at one of our quarterly meetups or something. So uh, you're right. I mean, on one hand, um you can focus on the content and creating the the stories for sure but like you say particularly as a student you're missing that interaction so yeah I I hear you um I have a question and I'm not sure how much you would have covered it on the course but you know uh, as we see with the US at the moment if someone doesn't like a story you just say it's fake news so so journalistically how, how how do you manage to assert and verify that that your story is not merely fake news and how you know like because obviously if people don't like a story they just say it's fake but that's not actually the case so 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 what 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 would your rationale be with dealing with that kind of you know uh, feedback well i suppose any journalists say the same you just have to go back to the the bare source of where it came from and just ensure that the news that they're supplying to you is true and factual obviously there's so many where we all follow so much news that it's hard to keep up with what's 
fake and what's not. But in terms of what the content, the content I've been dealing with, you're getting people emailing you and it has no benefit of them for the news to not be factual and like not be true because they mm-hmm. just look a bit silly then. Would you agree with that, especially working from Irish Tech News? Yeah, look, I mean, I guess, the, the, yes, in, in one way, in terms of, you know, uh, aim to be data-driven and follow the science, uh, uh, it's, it's tricky. I, I don't want to say things absolutely, but yes, uh, a lot of the stories we do, the thing either works or it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, it's apparent it doesn't work. If the robot can't walk up the stairs, it can't walk up the stairs, you know, okay. so you know in some ways we are in a slightly more fortunate area that 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 several large amounts of what we cover you've you've either made the breakthrough and it works or you demonstrably you haven't so uh, i i think that helps um i guess when we do interviews obviously that can create the ability for people to spin stuff but i always try to go with the idea of give them enough rope to hang themselves really and, and then you know we, we'll then look into it so yeah i think it's a good question uh but at the same time you know we have to keep aiming to ask questions that give the person the opportunity to tell the truth and if they don't tell the truth then we'll cross reference and try and see where it's being spun um so i guess then put, put it putting it on you um I guess, where and how do you see yourself working in the future? I, you know, I mean, obviously you've graduated, uh, you're looking to, to take on the next gig. And, and so both there and in three to five years time, uh, what would good look like for you if it all comes off? Um, well, from my own perspective, obviously the, it is the best time to be a graduate. I've been told by numerous people that, few months ago if you've been applying for a job you would have been laughing but um for the meantime i'm just going to keep trying to continue my writing i feel that the better i make the more experience i get in this industry the better i will be set going forward and the more connections i'll be able to build like using my requisite like Twitter account and like LinkedIn account. I'm also pursuing um, a potential change into the realm of, say, PR and marketing. And I'm doing a course in the meantime to get me up to scratch with that. Just so as I'm going forward, I'm I'm fairly well educated in the world of in the industry of communication now. So there's not much more in terms of education I can actually do. So. Uh-huh. So I think then going forward and continue to just write and do the work that I'm doing now, I think I'd be well placed for a, a role in the communication industry anyway. Okay, so 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 say you go into communication. Uh, in terms of what the future might look like, do you think that's going to be print, voice, video, or a blended approach? Uh, how, how do you see communication effectively being communicated in the future? I think, as you said, it'd be a blended approach. I think people are getting more ingenious with the ways they show videos and the way they show audio. And even in terms of text, I think text will always be a mainstay and just a simple way of communication, especially in terms of emails, etc. But in terms of video and audio, 
like I would say podcasts are such a simple way to generate conversations because it does just feel like a, a conversation you'd have like your coffee table if you get mm-hmm. me. yeah yeah and then, and then videos people are just become they're finding new ways to like make them just so intrinsic in their everyday lifestyle like you'd see just on your news feeds or on your facebook feeds just counts countless videos of yeah. things that seem similar but they just can make them in a way that's just interesting to watch because it's just even though you'd be like oh i've seen something like this before i'm just going to watch it because it's just interesting to watch so i presume companies as this goes forward will keep those things in mind and it would just be about communicating in the most like simple and effective way possible just so the people they're trying to communicate to never get bored really yeah I, yeah it's a, it's a moving thing and and i guess i mean i i always try and reflect how am i consuming content who what, what are my preferred ways to doing it because i would imagine that if that's how i personally as a user look to engage then us as creators also should be serving up in the same way uh, and in that in that way um i guess how, how do you consume content and 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 who and what what kind of uh either sites or people do you find useful um i'd say i'm in terms of professional sense i would um well obviously i'm following irish tech news a lot of the <laughs> <time>. uh, <laughs> as yeah. well as us yeah <laughs> um aside from that i'd be right it kind of depends like i'd be very into just different like life's like lifestyle videos and stuff like that like i've followed on like joe.ie or joe.co.uk a lot of sports like give me sport i think is actually quite good mm-hmm. they just give you continuous news daily then obviously if i was more into like the serious sides the new york times the new yorker just to get it like across the pond and like obviously everything with the debates and everything with like Trump at the moment, it's so interesting just to keep on reading about that. So they'd be more or less what I'd be reading. And and what what do you feel that they do well and better than others? I guess is you know like what draws you to to one place rather than another. Well, I, I you see, I'm I'm almost just the whole glitz and glamour of the states, really. Like in terms of you see, like the New York Times and just such a like well regarded and professional outlet that it's you're just going to because it's just so well like presented and it's just such yeah. claim behind it you're just instantly more so drawn to what they're and they have these like fantastic i remember we were editing a piece or there was a piece sent to us and it was just this uh, by one of the the author of the piece and it was just this big fantastic spread and it's so well done and even like the interactability of the piece yes 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 we had studied this some of this in college one of our modules and it's just it's just so made it's made so much easier to get involved and it has it feels almost like some sort of game as opposed to an article okay that's where they're like they're taking the platform to the next level where they're making it so they're just going beyond what initially you could think of as just a news story yeah, which, like you say, it makes sense. If it, like almost a gamification of content, uh, it's it's worked in other areas to get people to complete forms and stuff and questionnaires. So, like you say, it makes sense to do it. 
Um, look, that's great. So I guess if people want to find out more about you and what you do, what are the best places for people to come across you? Um, well, definitely my LinkedIn account, which is just under my name, Patrick O'Brien. Um, it says in my bio, just content writer for Irish Tech News. And also for another project I'm working on, I'm a content writer for Hypatia Smart Technologies. And their cool. develop and their development of their new green pet safe app, which aims to be essentially a Fitbit for pets. And there's wow. a lot of yeah, a lot of cool, a lot of cool um, ideas going into this app and how best it can benefit people, especially during coronavirus. How kind of engaging with your pets in such a way can give you a bit of motivation to get yourself fit in terms of. Yeah, using the pet as a companion and like going out running, etc. So if anyone would like to learn more about that, they can see links to Hypatia on my LinkedIn and also my Twitter at O'Brien Writes, O'Brien underscore writes. Cool. Um yeah, look, and I think almost the fact that you have a hand in a startup is very much the kind of portfolio approach that I think many people are going to be taking going forwards that maybe you have a main source of income, but you're also doing things for other groups, both to help them and also to grow your own profile. And I imagine that's part of your strategy in doing it, perhaps. Yeah, that would be the strategy. See, at the moment, obviously, it's almost like sorting out a long-term solution to a long-term problem as opposed to a short-term solution to a long-term problem. So say I'd prefer to be doing a lot of writing and focus on that for different groups that may not be providing me with as much income as opposed but it's building my experience and i can say on my like on my resume that i've such a major of experience now in writing and producing content as opposed to just going out and doing something doing something that's not related to what i want to do just for the sake of uh, profit if you get me Absolutely. Yeah. And and again, I think that it, it can often be good to, to, to take on different work for a variety of reasons, including holistic strategies. Some might some need to pay. Some might pay less. Some might not pay at all. But uh, I, I think if you have a few wheels spinning, it, 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 I guess it just increases the opportunities of things that could come off for you in the future. So, yeah, look, I think that makes sense. Um, so, look, thanks very much for taking the time to, in, one, to intern with us, but then two, to do the interview, just to get the kind of point of view from somebody who's just starting out. No worries, Simon. We hope you enjoyed that podcast and we will be bringing you more across as diverse and interesting a range of stories as we can find. You're welcome to reach out to us on Twitter, LinkedIn or by email and give us any feedback and let us know what you'd like us to cover in the future. Thanks and keep listening.